Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. There's a couple of our sponsors I want to mention. I want to mention Brothers Market uh, in Sigourney, Iowa. And I want to mention Eichelberger Farms in Wayland, Iowa. And uh, also like to mention Henshaw Trailer Sales and Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, Iowa. Uh, we have a uh, Nathan Piercy of KMCD, and he's going to talk about the Southeast Iowa Conference. He he covers Fairfield, and he's talking about uh, uh, what, what are all the teams that are in the Southeast Conference? Yeah, so the Southeast Conference, oh, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, Southeast Conference is Washington, Fort Madison, Burlington, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant, and Keokuk. Um, and uh, just on the on the outside looking in, if you I mean, look at last year, Washington won the conference. The standings were Washington, Fort Madison, Burlington, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant, Keokuk. Uh, but this year, short answer, if just a quick look. You have no idea. It could be anybody's conference this year. Yeah, Washington had some great three-point shooters last year, and it seemed like when they were on, they were unbeatable, and when they weren't going down, the, uh, that seemed to be the, the, the end of them. But uh, they had a really great team, but uh, – uh, I suppose we should start with the Fairfield Trojans since the, you're the guy behind the mic there. Yeah. Um, this Fairfield team, they're returning a lot of their guys. You know, you lose two of your uh, kind of main starters and Evan Haynes and, and Ryan Higgins along with the fact that um, an injury to Hunter Shikini most likely means he is probably not going to be able to play this year. So a couple spots there on, on this Fairfield team that, that would definitely need some replacement. However, there are some guys that are, that are able to step up and, and make that transition. Well, uh, we know Max Wheaton was a pretty great player last year. Uh, he seems to be healthy and on, be on the court this year, won't he? Yeah, I think, yeah, he's, uh, he was dealing with a little bit of a, a uh, arm issue toward the end of the football season, but that seems to be taken care of, and they are ready to go for basketball season. I actually saw his dad earlier today, um, and they, they're excited for the basketball season. Max and his younger brother, Sam, are both going to be involved in the, with the varsity team, and uh, it should be an exciting year for those guys. And, yeah, like you mentioned, Max Wheaton, he led the team in points last year uh, by a, a wide margin. He's a big guy. Down low, I mean, he's he's six foot five and and two twenty. That's kind of hard to guard against in in basketball, especially at the high school level. So I expect him to definitely have a big role in this team uh, this year. Well, I just know that every single coach I talked to mentioned him as a, a very formidable player, and so I yeah, think it, it, and there's there's no reason not to, especially with what you know. I, last year was my first year covering this team, and I. Uh, he has he has a, a wide range of skill set in the post, both high and low post. And then you can find the fact with he can also dish the ball really well too. He's got great vision of the court. He makes it he he makes it very tough to guard against in in both aspects, both shooting and and passing the ball. And he can extend it. He doesn't have to be down low. He can he can extend out to the three point line um, and make plays happen there. Not necessarily shooting, although he does shoot some three pointers. Uh, but he can definitely make things happen. And he gets to the line a lot too. And I think that's that's one thing that uh, Coach Flattery likes to utilize here is getting to the free throw line and making sure you make those count. Well, uh, let's talk about three-point shooters. Uh, who all do you got on the team that can that can do that? Yeah, you know, that last year that was a bit of a struggle as Fairfield shot just under 28% from the, the 
uh, the three point. Wait, did you say three point or free throw? I'm sorry. Three points. Three point. Okay. Yeah. So uh, good thing that's what I was talking about. Uh, so again, they shot a little bit under 28 percent. Tate Allen is is the guy that uh, likes to take those shots, and he's a good he is a good shooter. He shot. Uh, just over 30% from the three-point line last year. Uh, but, but between him and J.J. Lane, you'll see those two take the most three-pointers. Uh, other than that, they like they they don't like to do that if they don't have to. They like to get it inside and get the uh, high-percentage shots up. Well, who do you got that, that uh, can help Max Wheaton out in the uh, inside game? Yeah, I, I honestly think his brother Sam. I think Sam has has grown a lot. He's he's got a lot of moves inside, and a guy that doesn't you may not realize it size wise, but Miles McEntee he has good lane vision and is really good at driving and and gets up those shots. And and when he doesn't, he might not make it all the time. But with his size and the way he can, you know, or I guess lack of size, especially when you're going inside in basketball. But he he gets to the line a lot, and he's not afraid to – or he can make those shots pretty easily. So, uh, well, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, who do you got that's a force there on the defense? Yeah, that's that's one issue that you're going to see with this team when it comes to losing a guy like Joey Valdez uh, to the graduation of court. Um, but – Max does a great job inside uh, Ryan Higgins, who will be a senior this year as well. He's great defensively. Uh, you, you see him a lot on, on their shooters. And then uh, J.J. Lane, the point guard, he does a really good job defensively. And he brings a lot of energy as well. J.J. Lane is one of those guys that uh, when, when things start going right for him, they start going right for the rest of the team because he rallies. He, he gets his guys rallied around him. And, and those are some of the guys that really look – uh, to be defensive leaders on this team. All right, well, let's, let's shift gears. Uh, what's the next team you want to talk about? Uh, well, let's look at the, the conference champion last year in, uh, in the Washington Demons. I mean, this is a team that, like I said, they, they, they won conference. They, they're, they were a really good team. You mentioned the, the, the three-point shooting for them. They do that really well. But the question is, Who's going to be on the court this year? I mean, you look at their their starters from last year. Their top five starters were all seniors. Excuse me, except for one was Ethan Patterson. So you expect to see him along with the six the six brothers. All three of them. Uh, so you, so when when I see the Washington Demons, I'm going to be saying six a lot when it comes to their starting five. Well, tell me about some of these players. Well, I mean, Ethan Patterson, as a, as a junior last year, we've talked about him in football and, and what he's able to do. Uh, he led them in scoring last year. It was a little bit of a closer race between him and Case and Bailey, but he'll be the lead guy. Uh, he shoots 41%, 34% from the, from the three-point line. So he's able to do everything well, and, and they look to get him. They do a lot of screen plays, and they make sure to find their open guys, and, and they have a lot of playmakers. I mean, talk about those – the three six brothers. That was one of the most confusing games I called because I said six, and they're all name obviously all last name six, and they're all their first names start with an A as well. You've got Aiden, AJ, and Avery, uh, but all of those guys uh, can definitely score. Avery seems to be a little bit, or he didn't get in as much, but he he made it count as he shot uh, eight of thirteen last year. AJ and Aiden, they also shoot very well, but they're also very sound defensively. They're a tough team to play against. 
they were last year, and I expect it to be that way this year. Well, uh, who do they got that's a kind of a force on the inside? They didn't. They seem like they're more of an outside shooting team last year, but uh, who do they have that can play uh, underneath the basket? Yeah, I. That's one of the. That's one of the main questions for them this year. Is uh, they lost the guy that uh, was really matched up well against Max Wheaton, and that was, uh, I believe, it was Case and Bailey, if I remember correctly. So that is one area that they are definitely going to have to to look at when it comes to this year. I expect maybe one of one of those uh, six brothers is as they're all fairly tall guys, but that's that's their I think that's their biggest concern going into this year is not only the fact that they, that they lose a lot of their seniors, but they also lose a lot of those the, the, the height and and have some you know especially when they match up with a team like Fairfield where they like to get inside, it's a big question mark of where that's going to come from right now. Well, uh, uh, what do they got on 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 the defensive side of things? Uh, or did I just ask you that? That's the same question. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, Washington they're they're a very sound team defensively. Um, I know, I know. I keep going back to these guys, but I distinctly remember them so well. And that's the the three six brothers. They they may not score very often, but they are stingy defensively. I mean, uh, Avery especially. Uh, Never really saw a start last year, but I remember him coming in and, and really locked things down defensively. So I expect that along with a little bit of Grant Sebasky, who didn't play too much last year, but I expect him to have an elevated role. So those are just a couple guys that I think will uh, will definitely be stingy on the defensive side. All right. Well, let's move to uh, another team. What, what are some of the other teams doing? Well, and, and you know, I think I, I'm going to say a lot of similar things for all these, but looking at now Fort Madison, um, you have to, their biggest question going into this year is who's going to put up points for, for them. If you look at their top scores, you have to go down eight players before you find somebody who has a chance to return this year as their top eight scores were all seniors last year. And that's who saw the majority of the playing time. So the biggest question for Fort Madison is who's going to provide that scoring. Well, uh, I know last year there was a period of time, I think they were ranked number one in the state, uh, uh, but uh, um, they had a great team, but it sounds like it's all up for grabs up there. You just, there isn't much you can tell me about Fort Madison, is there? Yeah, not really. I do believe at one point they were ranked really highly, um, and and they do have some promise in some of those uh, young guys. I know coach, the coach Wilson out there, he he has his, he'll have his guys, of course, ready, and he runs a strong program up there. But uh, you know, just looking at some of the contributors last year, Leaf Boating, I remember, I remember seeing him on the court. He looked pretty good. He'll be a junior this year, and and that'll be, I think, him and Hunter Cresswell will be the top two guys they look to kind of uh, run their offense through. Uh, defensively, though, I think it'll be Nathaniel Swigert. I, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And, and, and to Nathan, I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, but him and, and Aiden Boyer will look to be kind of more of those dis- distribution guys and defensive guys. But um, those are the kind of the guys that I expect to step up for this team. And like I mentioned, they they lost so many so many of their top scorers. It's it's kind of an open field there, and and it'll be interesting to see how they start their season. Well, Leif Boating is an unbelievably good athlete. Uh, we've been following him. Uh, I even think he was a good baseball player, if I can remember right. Uh, yeah, he was a very good baseball player. I do remember that. And, uh, you know, he had a fantastic season in football. So I'm sure 
he'll be one of the players that can step up. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, 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 when a bunch of seniors clear out, uh, it opens up some spots. And, and uh, maybe some of these players have been uh, chomping at the bit to get in there. Plus, they can kind of piggy bank off or, or, or uh, uh, board off of the, the experience that they learned last year watching some of these veterans play. Right, exactly. And, and you know, if you look at just the guys returning, uh, you look at some everybody, every single one of them that played in a, a varsity game, well, you'll have three guys who were sophomore last year, so they'll move up to, obviously, their juniors this year. One freshman, so he'll be a sophomore, and the re- and the other three were juniors and now seniors, so it's a very balanced group, plus who you might have coming up from JV from last year who may uh, be able to, to contribute more than, than maybe you originally thought. Well, we're talking to Nathan Piercy, the voice of the Fairfield Trojans, getting ready for the basketball season. He just covered uh, Fairfield, Washington, and Fort Madison. Uh, what what was some of the other teams in the conference? Uh, the other three that we still haven't touched on is Burlington, Mount Pleasant, and Keokuk. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, which one are we talking about next? Well, let's look at Burlington because they're kind of in the same situation as Fort Madison. They lost a lot of seniors. Uh, two, three, four, I mean, seven of their top eight scores, even even more than that. Uh, they lost a ton of seniors as the more I just looked down their, their scoring from last year. So they are pretty wide open as well. I, I know that they're a tough team too, but they are returning their second leading scorer and, and Marquise Lewis, who started 23 of their 24 games, shot – uh, looks like he shot 55% from the field. Did, didn't do much from the three-point line. He, he wasn't very successful there. But otherwise, he was he was a pretty big uh, force. And uh, he might have to take over it, uh, Excuse me, down low as he had the second most rebounds for, for Burlington last year in a 125. No, that seems like enough. Well, uh, I know that they uh, didn't have the best start to the season last year, but they went pretty dang deep into the playoffs. I think they went to the state tournament. Yeah, they 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 definitely had a little bit of a, a rough start, if I remember correctly. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it pulled up too. It's just my computer's wanting to be slow. Uh, but yeah, they they kind of took off. They were a, a definitely more of a a second half of the season team, but. Uh, in fact, at one point they lost four games in a row. But yeah, they went all the way through to the 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 state quarterfinal uh, before finally losing to Ames at, at the Wells Fargo Arena. They lost that one sixty to forty. So they did have a deep run last year, and uh, hopefully, for just from the Fairfield side of things, I hope they don't. And that's more of the Fairfield route. Well, that is uh, that is pretty exciting. Uh... Well, what are some of these other teams that maybe didn't do so well last year? Yeah, you know, you look at Mount Pleasant, they're going to be returning a few more guys. Uh, Peyton Hagens, who will be a junior this year, along with Owen Van Sickle and Aiden Ashton, who will both be seniors, along with Carter Amos. Those are those are guys that I definitely recognize their name from other sports as well, whether it's baseball or football. So we know they're great athletes, and they were some of the top scorers for Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant didn't have a great year last year however i look for them to be greatly improved uh, but again it's going to be who who is going to help out on the boards because they did lose their leading rebounder in, in 
Duan Trent. So, uh, again, that could be an issue when they face a team like Fairfield, who has a big guy inside who can uh, grab a lot of those boards. But otherwise, Mount Pleasant's probably one of the only teams in this conference, I'd say Mount Pleasant and Fairfield, who are going to be returning a lot of guys uh, from last year and could really make a run this year. Well, Coach Rawson, he's uh, uh, from Winfield Mount Union where uh, Jess Settles and Clay Edwards were, were playing, played a little bit with those guys. He actually won a state tournament. In fact, he was at one time uh, the Des Moines Register High School Athlete of the Year for all sports. Uh, wow. He, uh, uh, he led his team to a nice uh, first-round win in the playoffs against the Mount Vernon team that nobody gave him a chance uh, to beat. Uh, it seems like, if I remember right, they had a lot of talent. They didn't uh, always put it together, but in those games that they did put it together, they were very formidable. Yeah, and and you know, like you mentioned, they they kind of had that. Uh, it, it, and I think what, what kind of led into that first round win to Mount Vernon of uh, definitely how no one expected that to happen was that they went in there with a four game lose streak. You know, they had, they had lost their last four games the regular season to Burlington, Atoma, Fairfield, and Pella, so they had a bit of a, a, a streak there and. That's one thing I'm noticing when you look at their schedule from last year and, and how it played out. They're a very streaky team. I mean, they never they never lost. They never went win lose win. It was always a streak. Whether it was two all the way up to a five game losing streak, they had a four game win streak. So, besides getting into the tournament where they they won and then lost, they had never really done that before. Um, and and in or excuse me last year and so when you look at a team like that especially if you if you catch them on a winning streak they could be a very tough team if they catch fire early they could be a very tough team to play against come the middle of the season yeah well i guess that brings us to kia cut yeah kia cut kind of found themselves in the uh bottom of the standings last year i mean they only won four games so uh tough tough slate for them last year but uh, they're also one of those teams that are are losing a lot of seniors. I mean, they lost six, five of their top six scores. They'll return Diego Garcia. He he's an athlete. I've I've seen him uh, on a couple other fields as well. Uh, but also at the same time, they had a lot of freshmen playing for them. Britton Horde played seventeen of their twenty two games. Uh, you had you had sophomore Lucas Sweeney from last year playing. You know, nineteenth. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those guys have been able to grow, get stronger, and play better. I expect a much better season from Keokuk this year compared to last year. Yeah, it seems like their sports is kind of having a resurgence over there. I think they're kind of on the bubble of really uh, stepping forward. Uh, it seems like they've been putting a lot of focus on their sports. Uh, I know their baseball team was, you know, I kind of thought their coach was maybe the the coach of the year around here. Uh, because he took over a team with three wins and got them to 13 and uh, a playoff win. So I thought that was uh, a massive improvement. Their, their football team seemed to be on the edge of a lot of wins, but uh, didn't, didn't get across too many. Uh, but I do think maybe this basketball season, uh, uh, they're going to be on the up, upswing too here. Uh, sounds like this is a pretty strong conference, and it looks like it's kind of anybody's ball game, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And it is a very strong conference. And, you know, while we're still on Keokuk, uh, 
one of their big things is just shooting. It's it's not necessarily being outmatched and outplayed. They just need to hit the net a little bit. I mean, you look at last year, they shot 35%, shot 25% from three-point range, and they were under 50% in the free throws. So if they can if they can up that and, and just maybe find higher percentage shots, this team could could easily take the conference, and like you mentioned, it, it, it it's wide open. It could be anyone's. Um, right now, given all of their senior leadership, I would say Fairfield has a good shot at it, but I think uh, one of the things that uh, kind of went under the radar for, for some people up until now with the basketball season getting ready to start is the implementation of a shot clock. That's going to be one of those things that is going to really mess with, I think, a lot of teams, if not every team in this conference, because all of these teams like to run a delay offense quite a bit um, and didn't get much into the, the up-tempo type offenses. So this this conference is, I think, wide open heading into the season. It's anyone's It's anyone's game, and it's going to be a fun one here starting in the next couple of weeks. Well, I, I call that the Danville, Iowa rule. Uh, they were the slowest team I've ever seen. I swear to God, you could plant corn in the first quarter and harvest it by the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's there was a few, you know, a few times it's been like that, and uh, you know, when I think of plays like that, I, I I think Mount Pleasant was definitely more like that. So they'll have to pick things up a little bit. Fairfield will run that at times, but I think that was just to kind of get more control of the game and and not necessarily do it all the time. Uh, but I think the team that that'll have the least issue with it will be Fort Madison. Their offense was probably the quickest out of everybody in this conference. And so they won't necessarily have a problem with it, but it'll be interesting to see how exactly uh, that will, this, this new rule will, it will impact play really across the state of Iowa. Well, I'm, I'm excited for this new, new rule. I think it's well needed and I think it's going to create a lot uh, more exciting games a lot more fast-paced games, and uh, I think it might even bump up the uh, the viewership and the listenership uh, uh, as the as as the games become more fun. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I I I didn't unfortunately haven't got a chance to sit down and speak with the Fairfield boys coach yet, uh, but Fairfield has a new girls basketball coach. I was able to sit down and talk with her. The only concern that she has for it is when you have the teams that are already kind of uh, underperforming and, and not playing as well. She, she's worried that, that that might make that make that type of situation worse because they're not getting that extra chance, especially in the younger teams to maybe think and, and, and really do what they need to do. So that's one issue that I can see. But other than that, I, I, I think it's a great thing for the game. And I think it's going to be very, it's going to, like you mentioned, it's going to make things a lot more exciting and I, I think it is going to make closer games as well. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be well. This was a very lively uh, uh, interview, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, I remember that conference was pretty pretty balanced and pretty special last year. And I'm glad you could give us kind of a, a, an outlook on it. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Oh uh, well, you know, I was just talking about uh, the the Fairfield girls side of things and. Uh, this this season is going to be a very interesting one for them. They lost 16, all five starters plus their first sub, even though they were one win away from the tournament last year. Uh, they have a new head coach. So I think that's going to be something that uh, will be really exciting. But other than that, 
Uh, I think it's just time for basketball season to start. Let's get things rolling and let's have fun. Well, where are we at in the in the preparation for the basketball season? I believe the basketball season doesn't start until the boys anyway don't start till after Thanksgiving, does it? Correct. Yeah, girls. Uh, I think technically, can girls competition can start today, um, but boys, yes, right after Thanksgiving is. I believe the Monday after Thanksgiving is actually when they can start. So uh, we'll see basketball here pretty soon, and it goes all the way through. I guess state championships probably going to be early March, and then we're getting right into the running season. Well, uh, tell our listeners, uh, you know, have you looked at the schedule yet for who Fairfield Trojans are playing? Um, I I have a little bit, um, and I can actually uh, pull it up here pretty soon. Uh, But I know, if I remember correctly. We start the season off, I want to say against Oskaloosa, but I could be wrong. Um, let me just double check that here, maybe. Uh, varsity bound can be kind of finicky, but I know last year they started off with Oskaloosa, and that may be the case uh, this year as well. Uh, but I think, uh, it again, it should be a very exciting season. It, you know, Who knows who, come, what, who comes out of this SEC uh, conference again anybody's conference and a uh, a very exciting one but it doesn't look like they have the schedule pulled up so unfortunately i don't have it in front of me on who who the first game is oh no no Ryan, they do it is Oskaloosa. i was right and that is on the 29th my first broadcast of the boys games will actually be on december 2nd in fairfield as they host washington and they'll also have a dedication to dan Dan Breen here in Fairfield as he gets the gym dedicated after him. Well, I knew Dan Breen pretty well. He was one of my teachers and uh, he took the girls, six men or, or six women, I guess, uh, <laughs> uh, team to the state tournament there and won it. Uh, uh, but I had this girl, uh, she was just huge. And they, all I did was just get her the ball and she scored <laughs> all the time. Works, right? She was, uh, yeah, she was big and tall and way taller than all the other girls and Essentially, just getting her the ball was uh, was the whole strategy, but uh, uh, we rode that uh, all the way to the state title. Uh, I know Dan's had some health problems, and uh, I know his family's looking really forward to uh, uh, recognizing him, and he deserves it for all the great uh, yeah. uh, the great teams that he he brought to that court. But let let me switch gears a little bit. How can our listeners follow high school basketball through KMCD and your broadcast? Yeah, so um, if you want to first catch us online, our website is exploreseiowa.com. I actually have, if you look under our sports tab, I have our entire broadcast schedule up there. uh, So you can find that there. And then uh, to listen live, you can either stream it also at exploreseiowa.com or they'll be streamed on our FM station. uh, That'll be 95.9 KKFD. And again, uh, I believe I have scheduled 21 broadcasts, not including playoffs. So uh, come and join me for from for some Fairfield boys and girls basketball. Again, it should be an exciting season, and uh, I can't wait. Well, so we'll be playing basketball on Dan Breen Court, huh? Uh, well, it looks like it'll be Dan Breen Gym. Yep, the whole gym. Yep, Jeez. he's getting the uh, the whole gym. I remember uh, old uh, Milt Jackson. He played <laughs> on that gym. He was a fantastic basketball player, and even better base or football player. He played for the, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, wow. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, uh, 
all the Jackson kids were great. Uh, um, so that was a, uh, it was a great, great opportunity to see that and uh, looking forward to this season. And, and thank you, Nathan Piercy for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, one more thing and uh, coming off of the football season and talking about uh, college football and everything. Um, don't ask me because I don't know where Max is going to go yet. I know he hasn't narrowed it down. Max Wheaton. I know he hasn't narrowed it down to Iowa and Iowa State, but I don't know, and I probably won't know until he signs. Well, that is uh, pretty exciting news. Uh, I seen we had Tristan Miller uh, got a scholarship to uh, Indian Hills. He plays for Columbus today. I just wanted to mention that because uh, uh, that's what we like. We like to see the yeah. kids uh, around here get offers to go to college because that, that's the whole thing. And I think we're doing our part to uh, create some awareness to some of the talent, you know, uh, a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, athletic programs, uh, they like to think big, you know, they like to think yeah. about all the big schools, but Scotty Melvin and, and I like to think small and think, right. think about the small schools because uh, no one else is talking about them. So, right. But uh, you know, we got 17 recruiters that follow our program. So uh, maybe that'll help get some of those kids, uh, uh, in this conference, a little chance to play. Well, thanks for being with us. All right. Thank you very much.